0: Welcome to the Profit Producers Podcast, where we don't just talk business, we discuss the journey of being an entrepreneur. We're here to bring you strategy, tactics, and tools that you can use to succeed in business. Now here's your host, your virtual COO, Dakisha Williams. All right, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Profit Producers Podcast. I am your host, Dakisha Williams, your virtual COO. Oh, And I am actually excited because I have been wanting to 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 relaunch this podcast um, for quite a while. For those of you all that have been following me, probably remember Launch and Learn uh, from 2000, probably 14, 2014 and 15, we used to do a special segment called Launch and Learn. And so as... As I've grown, the tribe has grown and I've learned a lot. I wanted to create a space for entrepreneurs where we we not only talk about strategies and how to grow your business, but I like to focus on the, the, the journey of entrepreneurship. And the reason that I want to focus on the journey of entrepreneurship is because um, the more and more I come in contact with entrepreneurs, I realized that a lot of them do not see themselves as becoming successful entrepreneurs. And that really hits home for me because I can remember there was a time where my monthly goal was to do $2,500 a month in sales and I was good. Like, I don't even know if that paid my mortgage, but (laughs) but i can remember there was a time when my goals were so super low and like they're like 10 times that amount now so i wanted to create a space where women entrepreneurs and um, mompreneurs could come into a space and and watch the journey of six figure seven figure entrepreneurs that are that are are, are progressing um growing and continuing continually to thrive in their space and what happens is we share with you our step 1 um so that you can see that you're where we're started but you can get to where we're going and you'll probably hear this in a couple of episodes because we've already started to record some episodes and one of the things that you know I wanted to make sure is that our listeners understand that our step five can be your step five or step six, step seven. Um, but you're exactly where it is that you need to be right now. So embrace it, enjoy it, and grow in that space. So again, my name is Dakisha Williams, your virtual COO. And this is the Profit Producers Podcast where we really talk about the journey of entrepreneurship. So I wanna share with you... <laughs> how I actually like stumbled upon this journey of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, because this is nothing that I saw myself doing 10 years ago. And to be honest with you, I graduated from Old Dominion University back in like 1999, right? And I was a fashion major. Like I literally wanted to go to (laughs) the different markets and like buy, And until I realized that most of the individuals that are in the fashion market, that they set a desk and they crunch numbers and they very rarely get out in the field to go to the, um, the, what do they call them? Like the, the buy-in markets. So I was like, this, this personality is not going to be in a cubicle, like sitting in a desk, crunching some numbers when i when i really wanted to be out, you know, in New York, in Miami, in Georgia, in Chicago at the biggest fashion extravaganzas that they have in this space. And so the the closest that i i was able to get to that experience is when i started a company called dot com, and i had this vision in my mind that i would start this online shoe company and sales would just come in every day. I can remember I wrote a business plan, you guys, and submitted for funding and received a $31,500 loan. And I hired a marketing company. I bought $15,000 worth of shoes, y'all. $15,000 worth of shoes. Probably still have some in my garage as we speak, but I can remember loading over 160 pair of shoes in my Chevy Suburban, traveling around Richmond, Virginia, hosting, uh, shoe parties. And, you know, there was a time where we had an office space and we would host shoe parties in this office space. And I was lucky to generate $200 a week in my business and it was more work <laughs> than compensation. And so I realized that this is not what I signed up for. And to 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 continuously to pack up this truck and 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 load my kids up and load 160 pairs and you know, uh, unload them. It was just like it was too much, but one of the things that I realized that my biggest takeaway from that experience was completion and if you understand what i mean when i say completion that means that i was able to go from idea (laughs) to implementation to income well what do you mean to i had an idea that i wanted to start a shoe company i wrote a business plan i received funding I found the vendors. This was my opportunity to go to New York, to go to Atlanta. And I remember I I was working as a district manager and I would go, I would schedule my visits when I knew that there was going to be a show in some of these prominent areas like Atlanta. And in between visits or during the visits, I would go to the market in in Atlanta and meet with some of the vendors for Calvin Klein 9 West and to be shot down because I didn't have a storefront. But needless to say, you know, we built this beautiful website, got this beautiful logo. I still have some of the paraphernalia here in the home in my home office. But it was just a matter of the fact, the matter that I was able to complete something from concept to to actual client and we actually had sales, you know. I didn't make $100,000 in business, but <laughs> Um, it was just a matter of completion. So fast forward and that was 2010. And so my daughter would tell me, um, she says, you know, mommy, you've missed the first week of school three years in a row. And I'm like, no, that that cannot be possible. She says, no, mommy, you've missed the first week of school three years in a row. Now at this time I was a district manager of a children's photography company. I had 13 locations over five States. I would oftentimes fly into Hartsville International Airport. But if you know anything about the retail space, you know that our busiest season is the fourth quarter. But we would always prepare for the fourth quarter in September. And in Virginia, which is where I reside, our kids go to school the first week of September. So she may have actually had a point, you guys. And so I don't know about you, but... I had to have a conversation with the man upstairs. And when I talked to him, it's just like, I mean, what's up? Like, what, what are we going to do? Because baby girl says that I've missed the first week of school three years in a row. And if you know, like I know kids only like school two times out of the year. It's, it's the first week of school and the last week of school. And so. It's funny because in this moment. You know, I was wondering at what point in time would I share why I really left corporate America? Because there's always a story behind the story that we put out there. And this brings me to an interesting point that a lot of people don't like to share their stories. And I tell them, share what you want people to know. And so at the launch of this podcast right now, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Uh, we've been home, well, not really quarantine, but we've been home uh, since March 13, 2020. And I'm probably going on 80 days now. Um, at this, at the time of this recording, we are actually in phase two where some of our restaurants are actually opening up. But not only are we dealing with a pandemic, we are dealing with a, a outright civil war movement and a revolution in this country. And I said to myself, to Keisha, are you going to launch your podcast and share your point of view, your experience with what's going on in the world? (laughs) And and originally I said, well, I don't want to open up my podcast, you know, um, talking about What's going on in the world. Like that's not, that's not the first episode I want to be on the podcast, but I'll be damn. And I was wrong because something came over me as I was preparing for today. And I said, it's time to share the story behind the story. Because a lot of people don't know that even though I went on leave of absence, I went on leave of absence because we had a change in management. Back in 2011 and, and, and one of my favorite uh, regional managers had took another job because she saw the decline that the company was experiencing for the second time, you guys, the second time. This was the second time because we had lost our jobs January 2010 and and we were all at home on unemployment. But they called us back and she came back. But, you know, you could see the writing on the wall. And so she took another opportunity and I, and I, and I, I was um, I was given another regional manager, but it was different this time around. And, and, you know, it's funny because I share pieces of this story. And as I see and I watch the news and I think about what's going on in the world, Brianna and, and Ahmad and George, and, you know, um, when we experience things in life, Sometimes they are traumatic, and 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 you try to forget that they happen. And in recent conversations, we push things into, I guess, our subconscious. <laughs> but it it, it came, the memories came back, and and so I wanted to share because the reason that I left corporate America, and I'm, I and I I hope this broadcast or this podcast episode is not too long, but I I, I gotta get this out my chest and I got to share this because the reason that I I left that job the second time around is because I was dealing with a hostile work environment. Yes, my new regional manager was a white man. I can't remember where he was from, but he was a white man. Now you got to remember when I took this job in 2007, I was one of four, four, three or four African-American district managers in this company that was based out of sandy utah utah y'all so we were already minority in this organization and i didn't see it as that you know i was just grateful to have the opportunity to be able to have a district manager job where i was making like close to eighty thousand dollars in this business with all the perks right probably more than that but fast forward to 2011 when i got this new regional manager And you guys, I don't really know what it was about him, but it was frustrating because he was disrespectful. He was disrespectful of my boundaries. He would call me at 6 p.m. after we were off. He would call me at 8 p.m. at night asking for stuff. He would call on the weekends. And to the best of my, my knowledge, I was the only one he was calling this much. And the way and the manner in which he spoke to me, it was as if he was belittling belittling me as if I was beneath him, as if I did not deserve to be in the role in which I was in. And (laughs) what was interesting was I was the number one district manager in this region. Like my numbers were strong. My team was strong. My team supported me. And so we showed up. And I just couldn't understand for the life of me, why was this one particular guy, like I've had, I've enjoyed my time with this company. Why was this one particular man so adamant about pushing me out? And it became, I, I started to realize that it was because of the color of my skin. And when you are faced with that, you know, you really don't know how to deal with that. You got to understand I was in my twenties, um, um, Yeah, I was in my 20s during that time. So I was young and I didn't know really what was happening, to be quite honest with you. But I know it got to the point, you guys, where I had to start recording conference calls because I couldn't believe what I was experiencing. And I wanted to have proof of what I was experiencing. And and I reached out to the Equal Employment Opportunity because I was being harassed and I was being like, um... I don't want to say profile, but I was targeted. I was being targeted and I felt as though I was being pushed out of this corporate space. And I actually got an attorney. I hired a, I hired a, um, employment attorney. And, 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 and it's funny because this was 2011, this was years ago, but all of these memories are coming back in this time. And so I share that to say that, you know, I understand the frustration of what's going on in the world because I too have been in that space where I've been frustrated. I've been, you know, I felt as though my voice was not being heard. I felt as though I did not belong. Wow. I haven't talked about this in a long time and, um, spring tears to my eyes, but. You know, there was a time where I felt I didn't belong in this space. And and, and a previous manager never made me feel like that. And so I share that because that is that is the reason that I went on leave of absence. You know, um, being in a stressful and stressful and hostile environment, it actually brought out more anxiety. And I was already dealing with anxiety at this time. I had been having panic panic attacks for seven years and I really didn't know what the hell was going on. And so when you're dealing with stress, stress like really brings out the anxiety levels in us. And so I actually went on leave of absence on a, on, on because of the anxiety, because of the hostile environment. And lucky for me, I was able to be on leave of absence and it turned from short term to long term for two years until I think his ass got fired or company, they, they shut down again. And I, I didn't have anywhere to go back to. So this led me to where I am now, thank God, um, to create Envisions Consulting and being able to create a space where I can watch my kids get on and off the bus for 1,268 days. But who's counting? And so I look back as I share that. And I think about Maya Angelou, (laughs) y'all know what I'm getting ready to say, right? Maya Angelou, still I rise. And so that, you know, that becomes very prominent right now to me, because when you think about (laughs) what we have been through as a culture, but I have been through as a woman, a female entrepreneur, a single mom. And here I am today in front of you, still I rise. And so I bring to you the first episode of of the Profit Producers podcast to say that no matter where you are right now, no matter where you've been through, this is just a part of the process. And the system works if you work the system. And I mean the, the entrepreneurial journey, the entrepreneur blueprint and so I hope that you will continue to join in on the the upcoming episodes. We got some amazing guests that are coming. But I invite you into my space, you know. Um, make sure that you join the, the Facebook group, profitproducersmovement.com. Um, that's where I do a lot of my teaching, my 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 strategies and sharing, you know, knowledge and stuff like that. But whoo. <sighs> Hang in there, y'all hang in there. But, um, but as I close out, I, I I just want to say that, you know, I am grateful for every obstacle, every, every obstacle that's been faced before me, both personal and professional, um, every situation that, that, that came, that was meant to take me down, to take me out, to, to, to get me to give up, you know, I didn't. And, and I say to you not to give up, stand, you know, stand in your own power, stand in what you believe in. If you are passionate about what it is that you do in business or what it is that you do in life, stand in it monetize it because you too can impact the world that we live in my name is Dekisha Williams your virtual COO be passionate be purposeful but more importantly be profitable I'll see you next time